Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Passing Shot with Joel and Kim, supported by DownloadTennis.com. On today's episode, it is our fourth and final entry into The Passing Shot Diaries for the Billie Jean King Cup. This is to cap day four action, the final day of group stage action in Prague. And we had Australia versus Belarus and the Czech Republic versus Switzerland. So it was a very dramatic day and it was our final day. It was a bit sad, actually. It was our final day. We had watched about 30, 30 plus hours of live tennis. So um, in, in three, four days. So it was quite an intense, quite an intense period of time. But as you can imagine, for tennis fans, it was an absolute dream. So, uh, yeah, here are our thoughts um, on what went down on day four at the Billie Jean King Cup. Hey, guys, Joel here from the Party Shot with our final entry into the passing shot diaries for the Billie Jean King Cup. We are here to talk about the play from the final tie between the Czech Republic and Switzerland in the group stages. It was a straight up showdown um, with the winner going through to the semi-finals and uh, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, from our previous entries in the diaries because we have not been able, me and Chris, to record our thoughts uh, together. So the way this is going to work is I'm going to give my thoughts, then Chris is going to give his thoughts. But I think we're on the kind of the similar wavelength in the sense that this tie was all about, I think, Belinda Bencic. She was the number one player. She was the MVP of the tie. She was fantastic in the singles against Krachikova. She was great in the doubles as well with Jill Teitman against Radechka and Sinyakova and it was just so so impressive but uh, before we get on to that you know we did have the first tie and that was pretty much as good as it got I think for uh, the home fans um, and the Czech Republic because Marketa Vondrusova um, against Victoria Goljevic, uh, Vondrusova winning that 6-4, 6-2. Now we, we arrived into that uh, stadium uh, with I think Vondrusova 4-1 down and it was all kind of one-way traffic to Goljevic but I don't know what I don't know what happened but something just went on in Vondrusova's head and she just went on an absolute roll and won I think the next 10 or 11 games and it was it was the Vondrusova we had saw in her first singles match actually Um, I don't know she was obviously a slow starter but she found some inspiration from somewhere and again it just turned into a very dominant performance with Golubic not really offering any sort of um you know any sort of aggressiveness or intensity I don't think she was able to really kind of hit through the court and as a result of that von Drusova was able to just kind of have have her way really once she once she got going um she put kind of Czech Republic one nil up in the tie and you kind of thought okay Czech Republic with Krejcikova to come maybe they were going to get it done in two 
um, and go through to the semi-finals. But no, that was not the case. Um, we had a marquee tie of the group stages, Belinda Bencic versus Barbora Krejcikova. Now, I was actually thinking Bencic had been playing some of the best tennis, if not the best tennis in the singles uh, of all the players um, in the group stages. Um, you know, she beat Kerber and obviously Kerber beat Krejcikova. And so when we came to this matchup, I was sort of wondering what was going to happen here, um, you know, with the home fans. And the fact that, you know, Krejcikova had lost or she didn't look great against Kerber. You know, she had lost and, you know, it wasn't a good sign, I think, for her, you know, potential you know, put a potential, you know, how she's going to do in, in Guadalajara at the WTA finals. And again, this match against another very, very high ranking player in Bencic, um, she just did not look at the races. Yes, she had her moments and was able to kind of wrestle that first set back to a tie break, but Bencic still had too much kind of too much in her weaponry, in her armory, really, and came through 7 6 6 4. It was really, really impressive stuff. I've not really seen a lot of Belinda Bencic um, in person. Um, I will remember her, obviously, as one of the players who lost to Emma Raducanu at the, the US Open. But um, I was very, very impressed with her performance. And, you know, the fact that they were, you know, 1-0 down, this was an absolute must-win tie. But Bencic just did not play with any sort of pressure of, um, you know, the situation or the crowd, which were providing a great atmosphere. It was probably the fullest we've seen of all uh, the ties in the group stage. So, yeah, it was really, really impressive stuff. And, you know, she just went from strength to strength uh, for me because she decided to put herself in for the doubles. And we had Belinda Bencic and Jill Teichman against Radechka and Sinyakova. And there was a little bit of a surprise, but not not the biggest surprise, I don't think, um, with Krejcikova not playing because she just did not look at the races in the singles. And I actually worry a little bit for her in the, the WTA Tour Finals because I don't know what it is, whether she's... I don't I don't think she's 100%. She looked quite tired. She looked quite knackered. Um, she's going to need a bit of a... I mean, she's now got a bit of a rest time. And I think actually Czech Republic losing um, and not getting through to the semi-final, not having to potentially play two more ties, that might help her chances um, in Guadalajara. But at the moment, her tennis, I don't think, is at the level it needs to be to compete with the other, um, you know, the other top players um, in the WTA rankings. But, you know, apart from that, um, talking about the doubles, yeah, this was very much a, a formality for Bencic and, and Teitman against Radechka and Sinyakova. 6-3, 6-3. And, you know, this was such a great tie, I think, for us to kind of end our trip to Prague on because this was a fantastic doubles tie. It was probably the best doubles tie we saw. And Belinda Bencic, again, just she just did not miss. She made very few unforced errors. Any shot she was doing, whether it was, you know, forehands cross court, double handed backhand lobs, um, it was all coming off for her. And it was quite clear that. Her and Teichman together, really, really dangerous, um, really, really dangerous pair. And although kind of Radechka and Sinyakova have, you know, they have doubles quality about them, they were just not on the same level as Bencic and Teichman. And again, it was just a very comprehensive win. 
the you know the fans in the the fans in the crowd obviously there were a lot of uh people from uh you know prague uh cheering on for the home team but um you know it just wasn't it just wasn't meant to be and um you know it was unfortunate for them um uh, you know to be honest me and chris were you know are probably in a minority in cheering on um cheering on switzerland we saw timea bashinsky also in the crowd billy jean king was there as well um Tamea Bashinsky was going wild at the end, you know, really applauding um, the Swiss team because, yeah, they had it all to do. Um, and this was a proper, you know, this was a proper, this was a proper atmosphere, proper Fed Cup tie that, um, you know, they did really, really well to come through. And Belinda Bencic, she is just one of those players who you just put on a tennis court, whether it's a singles court, whether it's a doubles court, she can play absolutely fantastic tennis. And, you know, after coming out of that match, I genuinely think that, you know, she could be like a, a Kretschikova. I really think that she has potential. If she really wanted to, I don't feel like it is a priority for her, but if she really wanted to, she could be up there in terms of doubles rankings, maybe even be a, a doubles world number one because the quality of tennis on show from her yesterday was just um, fantastic in the doubles and the singles. And I think it was probably the biggest reason why we're seeing Switzerland get through to the semi-finals at the expense of the Czech Republic. So very, very impressive from them. A uh, bit disappointing for Czech Republic and all of the fans. Um, I hope it's not going to have a massive impact on, uh, you know, the rest of the tournament, you know, with the semi-finals and the finals to come. But um, yeah, it was just quite simply Switzerland. They came with a four-person team. I wondered how, was that enough? It felt like the bare minimum. But yeah, they've been, they've managed to get the job done in the group stages and are through to the semi-finals. So when we arrived, I think that Von Drusova was actually 4-1 down against Golubic, which is quite, um, quite surprising given the last time we saw her play early in the week, she was playing phenomenal tennis. Probably some of the best tennis we've seen this week. But as soon as we got there, we were her lucky charm, it would seem, because we got there and she started winning and she didn't really look back. She won, I think, something like uh, a, a really long streak. Maybe it was like 10 games or something. And that took her all the way to a very, very comfortable lead in the second. So although the scoreline of 6-4, 6-2 doesn't look like an absolute whitewash, it really did feel like that. It was all one-way traffic. Um, and from Drusova really continued to impress after that 4-1 deficit. She played exactly like we saw her in the week where everything was going in from lobs to passing shots to opening up the court. Super impressive. I really enjoyed watching it. And I think it makes us question, why isn't she higher in the rankings? Why haven't her results been better since that French Open final? Obviously, there was an injury, but I think 2022, she can do some real damage on the WGA Tour. As for Goyubic, well, I feel, I feel, do feel badly for her because I think she got a bit in her head and didn't really continue hitting through. But overall, she was completely outplayed, which was, I mean, very tough, um, tough to watch at times because she couldn't really win a point. It was, it was that level of um, a demolition from 4-1 down. So from the second tie, it became the Belinda Bencic show. She played phenomenally um, in the doubles especially, but in the singles, she did what was needed. She did have a quite an extensive lead. I think it was like 5-2 up in the first set. Kajikova, again, looked out of sorts like she did when she played Kerber earlier in the week. But Bencic, the thing I was most impressed by was her return. Um, 
how she really does step in and take that ball so early. She hugs that baseline, and it's almost some of the Mahal follies. So impressive. She played very well. Barbora couldn't really get it going, and I think the scoreline, the 7-6 in that first set, I think it would kind of um, disguise the fact that it was... Um, it could have been a 6-2 set or it could have been a 6-1 set to um, to Benchic. So I think that was a, a good match. Um, it didn't quite hit the heights I think we were looking for, but being a live match, I think the atmosphere was phenomenal. So, so pleased to have seen that one and to see Benchic kind of bringing that, um, well, continuing where she left off the Olympics, playing phenomenal tennis. The doubles was, I mean, again, I've said this before, but the Belinda Benchic show, she didn't miss a shot. And the other team... Um, from the Czech Republic, they were without Krajikova. Um, Hadachka really just she just couldn't get the ball away from her, uh, and she was rushed for time. Benchic was playing, I mean, flawless tennis, and I really do mean flawless. It was quite exceptional, and I think that Teichman brought her game to it, but. Ben Church was playing so well that not only was she winning points for herself, she was also setting up the points for Teichman to finish at the net. And some of the angles that Teichman was getting because of the amount of work that Ben Church put into the point was genuinely quite something to, to behold and the best doubles we've seen this week. It does beg the question, um, are the WTA top doubles players the best doubles players in the world or are there lots of singles players like Ben Church who can step onto a doubles court and play some incredible tennis? But that was um, a great atmosphere again. I do feel badly for the Czech audience. They were trying their best to cheer them on. Um, Lots of drumming, lots of trumpeting. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough to lift them. And I think they will feel like they didn't bring their best game, Sinyakova and Hedechka. I think they, they will feel like that because the game was taken off their racket because Benchers played so well. And it does beg the question, kind of, if Piskiva was here, would it be the same result? And I'm not sure it would be. Um, I think that they'd be through. But a four-man Switzerland is quite impressive. Um, and I think that for the semi-final this evening, it most likely will be... I would put in Teichmann and share the load. Teichmann would go up first, Bencic, and then Bencic and Golubic probably in the doubles, potentially to rest people ahead of the final but phenomenal from Switzerland and I think they're my favourite for the title.